In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm doing. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamaras. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. It is Monday, and you know who has a case of the Mondays? Apparently 8% of the Americans who have not returned for a second dose of a Pfizer or Moderna shot. 8%. Thoughts? I've heard that it's actually, I mean... I went to Javits, so they kind of just booked my second one. But I've actually heard that in like other places, it's kind of hard to get your second one. And Mm. that there's it's not um, it's not like as automated as it is in some other places. So Mm. people are sort of just like walking around with one shot. um, No idea when they're going to get the next one. Also, I've heard that people are hesitant because they hear the reaction is going to be bad or their reaction to Mm. the first one was bad and they don't want to feel sick again. Mm. I heard. Okay, so like, I go with me on this ride. (laughs) I, you know, I was nervous right for the second one, and uh, I remember I was working in my mom's salon, and one of her employees, like one of the ladies, was like, "Yeah, like having kids, like childbirth is a lot, but the second one is the set when you give birth to the second one." it's always worse than the first one because the second one, you know what the pain and Mm. you're kind of dreading it for the weeks, anticipating it. And therefore like, you're kind of like, Oh, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like it's like that. It is. I will say, I will say that, but the thing is like, it's not guaranteed that you're going to have, because I had a way better reaction to the second one than the first one. And it's just like, whatever, but everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I like was okay. Like I was a little tired on Saturday, but like also some Saturdays I'm just tired anyway. So like (laughs) my arm definitely hurt. Um, so I I mean I was expecting worse. I'm at the point where I am wondering how helpful it is for like a bunch of blue checks on Twitter to be like, this is the fucking worst hangover I've ever had. I've never been in this amount of pain, but um, so lucky to get it. It's fine. It's worth it. It's like. Maybe we can just keep that to ourselves. It's like we're we're kind of um, taking the radical transparency like too far. Like people will list all of their like abominable symptoms, and they're like, "I just try to be transparent." It's like it's it's fine. People know. But as Sammy and I were talking about this morning, where state officials do worry this might be partly due to fear of side effects or feeling unwell. Nobody wants that anyway. But also, like, I mean, I'm getting my second dose um, this afternoon. I blocked off my whole. Google calendar for tomorrow and I work from home so I can do whatever I want, but not everybody can like expect to take Mm. a day off unexpectedly because they don't feel well. And like people perform jobs that are very hard to do when you're not well, but just like, imagine if every American, if it were just normal to not perform labor when you feel like shit, imagine. I just, 
Well, <laughs> two things, right? One, um, I just saw that New York passed the law saying that you have to get paid PTO for your vaccine, wow. like four hours each. So is there it, another so, accuser? Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. No, but also like, I think this is just stuff like that. Like th- those like little bills and stuff that make a difference. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of when people, when I tell people that I vote in New York city, they're like, why your vote doesn't make a difference. You should be voting in Florida. And it's like, no, it does make a difference. Like local state legislation. Like that's why uh, it's important for everyone to vote in their local elections, even if they live in a quote unquote blue area. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other thing that I keep forgetting is that the insurrection, like I keep going back to like the insurrection was on AOC. AOC got the second shot and then all of that stuff happened. So like, I just keep thinking to her mindset of thinking she's going to die. And then also (laughs) having the Moderna shot, like the second, it's just like crazy. Cause I couldn't, I had like KFC and like was dying on my couch. I I know. Yeah, she was like, fuck, I've got my second dose. I'm wearing heels. If AOC could survive an insurrection after her second dose, you can. I've got a season. I'm going to rewatch a season of Younger on the couch. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have a great time. (laughs) Like, think think about this as just like the break that everyone is entitled to because we dealt with this shit. Yeah. And like you said, I think it's so important that you pointed out that it is like, obviously I joke people aren't going back, but a lot of States like ran out of certain doses that people Mm. got. And it looks like people are really, States are working on solutions um, just on a state by state basis to make sure everyone who was motivated to get their first shot can come back for another. A lot of times on this show, we like put out crises and then like, they're just open-ended, but wanted to not fail to mention that like they're working on this and they know it's an issue and states are taking it really seriously because some people think they're just protected with one dose, which like, yes, you are. But I don't know, as I was, we're going to talk about the Oscars. And as I was watching the Oscars, it's like, now that we have bigger groups of people together, you start thinking about like probabilities and it's like, well, that's still like six out of 10 of these people only that, like, there's still a chance that when large groups are gathering and one person has COVID, it could spread. Obviously, the vaccines, the chances are much, much lower. But it's like, I would much rather have, like, mild symptoms uh, for, mm. for a day than risk getting full-blown COVID again. Because we're vaxxed, but there's still a chance. Like, that's why these tweets that are like, oh, person got COVID after getting both doses of Pfizer. It's like, that's, how, that's, that's what 95% means. But also, right. like, you're not going to die. Exactly. Right. Like from the thing. And um, I mean, don't quote me on that. I'm not a doctor, but uh, <laughs> I think that's please. what the doctors want us to say. Yeah. Like you're yeah. not gonna, like you can still get COVID, but you're not definitely or not, you're not going to die uh, right. is what. But yeah, like uh, it's just everyone needs to get it. And, and also just going back to like yeah that's why we need to like the johnson and johnson shot like yeah despite the blood clots like that's why it's like important because people aren't coming back and it is an inconvenience and all of that stuff and i can't and you know women's health fucking sucks <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> i'm getting my second dose today and i was like looking at my calendar it's like man this is when like tomorrow is gonna be my roughest day of my cycle already you and might honestly, yeah. hey, though. You might like not get I'm sure these, I'm like be horrible. Fine. I'm a I baby. Mean, I feel like crap all the time. Like most days, I don't feel well, well so I'm not. I, <laughs> can I be honest? Like, right, I got my shot 
I didn't plan after my second shot. I didn't make any plans because I was like, I'm going to feel like shit, whatever. Saturday, the next day, I didn't feel like shit. I felt fine. And then I partied with my friend <laughs> and like right. I was operating at a 60 percent. But, you know, like that's what I was saying. My 60 right, is yeah. like a lot of people's 110. So <laughs> I haven't yeah. used my 110 in a year. So that will be I, necessary. When did you give 110 I haven't used my 110 anymore. since I was like a seventh grader. <laughs> <laughs> well, Millie's on 150 all the time. Yeah. Uh, Millie at a 60s, a lot of 110. If you want to hear more about Millie as well, not a seventh grader, but I listened to your episode oh, on the Rose with the Leaves. It was so good. It was so good. Oh, it was thank so you. fun. I uh, really wish yeah. I knew you back then. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But, oh god, I yes. just would fight. You guys have to listen, but I'll give you a tease. And the tease is that for hours after I listened, I just start chuckling to myself thinking 10 abortions. <laughs> Oh god. There was a rumor that this girl, but like 10 you gotta is listen, a lot. You gotta listen. But it's just Florida. Yeah. Just, it's high school plus Florida equals chaos. And then oh god, it brought brought it all back. And I think Sammy, you, you and the girls are going on too, right? We are next so next excited. month. We are going oh, on. I think I'm gonna go on too. That's so fun. Yeah. A joint episode. Yeah, because we all knew each other when we were young. So it's oh, that's yeah. so fun. It's going to be like my oh most God, embarrassing to time, to be honest. <laughs> like, thank really? you. Thanks well, for you making me what? bring this up again. <laughs> maybe like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of like maybe uh, high school, like socially, maybe I was weird, but dress wise, I think college was more cringy for me. Like what I wore in college was way rougher than what I wore in high school. Cause I would try in high school college. I don't know what the hell I was doing. College was, um, yeah, you made it sound, I want to hear more about your college, college experience at some point. Cause you did discuss that and we've heard about your student loan journey. Well, there was a week where I, you know, cause I did go to school in California. There was a week where I was like, I don't have to wear shoes. And I tried to be like one of those barefoot people no oh. and like hacky sack and you were definitely like one of those people on campus who people recognize by like your antics like oh the girl who like carried a fox on her head <laughs> like yeah no for sure for sure for sure antics antics is just what hangs out on you know the main the main walkway yeah well it was like me and my friends filmed a music video for someone's birthday it's so stupid uh in college and that was the first time i had i found out that our library we only had one campus library that it had a second floor. I had never <laughs> had Oh my god. <laughs> Amazing news. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts 
gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So last night were the Oscars. We're going to flex some pop culture muscles today because the Oscars were, I wouldn't call them political, but they were Mm -hmm. pretty historic when you look at uh, what happened. It was obviously a really long show and these wins were pretty spread out. But when you look at them together, it was pretty extraordinary. So Minari star Yeo Jung Yoon became the first Korean actress to win for Best Supporting Role. She was obviously a a highlight, her acceptance, incredibly famous Korean actress. Chloe Zhao became the first woman of color to win for Best Director. She's also the first Asian woman to win that award and only the second woman to win ever. Also of note, uh, Zhao's win, it's the first time that this directing award has gone to a woman for directing a movie about a woman. It's only the second time, but I think it's notable that the first time a woman won this, it was about, it was the Hurt Locker. <laughs> so I was oh going to say God. Killing Osama, but I, I don't think that's what the Hurt Locker is about. I'm thinking about Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Quite a shift. <laughs> Hurt right. Locker is like there's a crash in it, right? For I would suspect. <laughs> like no, that's Black Hawk Down. Point. Oh, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Let's try to guess what happens in this movie. It's basically like three word titles. Yeah, that all sounds like Locker. a little bit right. aggressive. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all different words for PTSD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Completely. So Zhao quoted, I thought this was interesting. She quoted a, chas- a classic Chinese poem that translates to people at birth are inherently good. And I want to mention that because that was censored in China, what I thought was interesting. Just that concept, I guess, is a, I don't know, they are committing kind of a genocide right now and they don't want people to understand that all people are inherently good. Uh, interesting. Also, yeah. Why you think she- they would want them to think that so that they would think that they, the genociders, are. No, they weak. want, they, I think they want people to think that the ethnic group that they're murdering is inherently bad. The Muslims, right? Yeah, a the lot. Uyghurs. It's a lot. Yeah. I didn't expect <sighs> to go into that, but. 
<laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't know that it was censored in China. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole the entire speech was actually. Um, she beat e- Emerald Fennell in that category, which is notable because that was the first time two women had been nominated for Best Director at the same time. And she Fennell won for Best Screenplay for Promising Young Woman. A number of other first lists was that the makeup and hairstyling team from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Their names are Mia Neal and Jamika Wilson. They became the first Black women to win in this category. I think that's crazy that's a, that that's they were the first. Deal. That's the yeah. big no. deal, but it's it's hair, it's makeup and well, hair. If you think about the number of firsts we're talking about here. Like, yeah, the first woman won like less than ten years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Also, I will say, um, so many. I don't know how deep y'all go into like wig Instagram, like wig installation Instagram and TikToks, and if you see actually like black women like installing wigs versus the wigs that are used in movies and television it's very obvious that there are no black women right okay. like getting union because like yeah. some of these wigs are so bad and then you see like the wigs that actual black women are putting on themselves and how they're installing it and like you know there's like the lace fronts that they dip in black tea so it looks seamless and like there's a ma- like just look at it because mm-hmm. you would there are just things that you would never suspect are wigs that are wigs Mm -hmm. and then you you see like um for example x-men where jennifer lawrence looks like like ronald mcdonald with this (laughs) it's just like yeah it's obvious what women aren't doing this so that's why i think it's like that's why i think it's like especially fucked up because like there is so much talent in this area but it is very telling that there has never been a winner I just that's yeah. my was my reaction. I was like, who has been winning this? Just somebody doing like a cool fishtail and they're like Oscar. Yeah, Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Avatar. No, you're right. Avatar. And then yeah, it's just like, well, there's not a lot of like, like Marvel people. <laughs> yeah, but there's not even like a lot of it's like the pipeline too, right? It's kind of, of course, everything, of right? Course, yeah. It's like you need more and then then more talented ones. But I think Okay, when when did Natalie Portman say, or was it Golden Globes, where Natalie Portman was like, and now all male directors, like, like yeah, you remember that? that last, like, I little, think that was yeah, that was last year. Last year, but it wasn't the Oscars. It, I think it was something else. Yeah. Anyway, Natalie Portman was that. presenting for Best Director, and she's like, and now the all male Best yeah. Directors, and that like kind of made a splash because it was like they didn't nominate any women, and then. Yeah, this time it was like, oh, women, two yeah. women, yeah. Feminist so history of the Oscars. <laughs> I know it, kind of lands, it lands. It kind of lands with a thud because these things are so late. They're so behind. They're so belated. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't get excited unless we get like a win with interest, which like I think Chloe Zhao is is a wick. It's like finally another woman, and it's mm-hmm. fantastic. It was a woman of color. It feels especially meaningful that it's a woman of Asian descent right now. Did you yeah, see I, Nomadland? Uh, I saw about half of it. It's very hard for me to stay awake during movies. That's my fault, not movies' fault. <laughs> it, I, I like. I started. It, I was like, "This is going to make me sad," and I turned it off. I know it's really <laughs> well, hard for me to kind of sad. Yeah, that's. I yeah. didn't watch like any of them other than Promising Young Woman because, I mean, that was also disturbing in its own well, right. The but, end, yeah. yeah, the end. <laughs> yeah, I watched that on a date. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> On a date? Oh my God! Yeah. Well, I said that's like, a good way to really suss out whether what the guy is like. Yeah, well, he chose that. I'm like, can we pick something? Movie. Can we pick something a little like sexier? And he's like, no, let's watch this. And I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> that is but, the least sexy movie ever. Oh, 100. 
Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, you know, with Oscars, especially as a woman of color, uh, no, but no, I think like just any kind of marginalized person, it's this like dance, it's this game of like, we know these institutions are not going to honor people in the same way. Like we know that this is just a scam. Like, we know, or not a scam, but like, we know that people go unrecognized all the time. And then the people who deserve the flowers aren't getting them, but it, it, it does matter to get recognized. It's not like dance of like, people are like, Oh, we shouldn't care about these awards because they never honor women or people mm. of color or queer people in that way. But then at the same time, it's like, yeah, but it is important. So it's just like constantly that dance of like, how important, how much importance should we give to it? How much does it mean? Like, does it mean your art's not valuable if you don't get, you know? Yeah. I was going to ask because like there is a practical impact in the industry of winning an Academy Award, right? You can like command a higher fee typically. Of course. Um, so yeah, it's like from the outside, it's easy for somebody to roll their eyes and be like, this is very late, but it's like, they're not saying no, it's going to like, it is going to help them. But I guess we have to make sure that is the case. It's not just that the Academy decided this year it was going to honor the correct best performances, but the industry also has to follow through on it's like part of the bargain. Well, I feel like, and I mean, granted, I didn't watch any of the documentary things, but as they're announcing it, um, I'm looking them up, right? And like the documentary category, there was one movie called, um, and I'm sorry, this is like going to be terrible because I don't remember all the names, but there was like one movie about like the agent or something. Mm -hmm. And it's a Chilean movie where it's basically like this old guy is like an undercover agent in nursing homes to see if there's abuse, you know? So that's one of them. And then another one was like, time about like um this one mother trying to fight for oh this woman and this man did a robbery when they were in their 20s and like desperate and the guy's been in jail for 60 years and then there's just all these yeah. really like great documentaries that are like making all and then the one that won was like an, an octopus <laughs> like, i know a guy who befriends an octopus oh my god like, and then like a south african guy too like first of all like we should, I don't know. I'm not going to say that we shouldn't celebrate white people in South Africa. I'm just saying they're not the first group of people that I would be celebrating. <laughs> but then like to give them an Oscar and like, I was like, oh, maybe it's about like concert. Yo, I looked up the fucking synopsis and I was like, oh, why? Like a guy befriends an octopus. Like, right. what does that I'm look like, like? What, what the fuck is Nobody that? even knew there was a Pinocchio movie. But it was nominated and people were like, I nobody knew about this movie. There were movies that people knew about that probably were disappointed. And, the, and there's like another one coming out. I think like James Franco's making we know what Pinocchio is. It's one story. It's very simple. I wish Barb and Star Levin. got a few more awards. That movie was so fucking funny. Like <laughs> you sound like I everybody's mom right now. <laughs> I don't know if I I mean, to me, Barb and Star was "Dude, Where's My Car?" for like women yes. in their forties. But it was right. so funny. Precisely. <laughs> it's, it was fun, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't know. If it's gonna be. Well, also, too, good point, Sammy. Uh, Oscars and award shows don't respect comedy. No, especially female comedy. Especially female comedy, but just comedy in general is, and there's not really an award show. I mean, The Martian won comedy, like mm -hmm. in Golden oh, yeah. Globes, and it's just like, like with that fucking Matt Damon movie. Yeah, and it's I just don't know like, why Mike watches that movie like every other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's his fault. Maybe he wishes he lived like far away from here and wants to cultivate his own food. But I think all of this kind of comes down to like the problem with the institution Mm. of the Academy Awards and the film industry and like who are the people who are voting. Because ultimately, like if it could be a more if you could trust the Oscars to Mm. be a fairer or more fair and like a more representative institution then you wouldn't have to be like oh do i care if i win or like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be or wouldn't feel like oh i just called bullshit on all of this and then now i won and now i have to you know be right honored. it's like what a shame that you like like sort of nick away at the prestige of this institution just as it's starting to acknowledge you and then right it doesn't carry the same way but i do think it's telling that like this year what won best picture was a movie that like we didn't get to see in theaters. We didn't get to see really any movies in theaters. So there wasn't like the traditional gatekeeping about like, was this a huge blockbuster? I don't know. I feel like all the marketing around it was just different. And like the pandemic presented maybe a rare opportunity for a movie like No Man Land to get that recognition. But they didn't, they don't care about blockbusters either because they, that's True. what the argument about Black Panther was. was right. Like, right. Oh, it can never be a blockbuster. It can't, like it's a blockbuster and it broke all these records, but it's not a real movie because well, I mean, mm-hmm. the Oscars love that. Like the slower and longer your movie is yeah. and the darker, the like less filtered light you allow in <laughs> and like the the slower you talk. And then like someone has to have a breakdown at some point like that is the there's like kind of a form- formula for Oscar well, movies. And it's like the movie has to feel like it is going to like it fits in Oscar worlds. Like yeah. it can't just be a movie that like we're People evaluating liked. for what it is. It's always like or that impacted culture right. in a significant way. If it was entertaining, it's like disqualified. Yeah. yeah I feel like uh to like to back up or whatever like your thing, Sammy, I just say it's like Oscar bait is white people dying or crying. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like does a white person die? Does a white person cry? It's gonna win. Yeah. Like and that's it. And it's like uh, it has to do with it's not even like it's kind of about like the cadence of the movie, like you're not going to really like you would never get like uh, knives out or like uncut gems or whatever, mm. because they're not like the Oscar cadence. Like they're not. No, yeah, they're fast. Yeah. Like you have to, your movie has to suck. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's horrible for me. I feel like you can tell they're sort of like Frankenstein and been reverse engineered based on the elements of what they want to win. Like this, they want to yes. win best screenplay. They want to win best director. They want to win. Like some of them are really like engineered towards the performances which makes the movie just like not not entertaining at all right that's like yeah you're right they they are sort of reverse engineered to win they're released at a certain time of the year like Mm. there's a there's a lot that goes into it that is like and then there's like the pr campaigns for the movie it's like Mm. that we don't even see Mm. so yeah i so how did Shape of Water? <laughs> oh my god, it did! Fish, I forgot about that. That's what movie. I'm talking about. Like, well, yeah, but like that one is just like she fucked a fish, <laughs> and it was literally like when they revealed. I will say when they revealed that she fucked the fish. Uh, I was I literally was like, how'd she fuck the fish? And then Octavia, what is it, Spencer, was like. 
how'd you fuck that fish girl? Like literally in head. And then she describes it. I'm like, you know what? Oscar. Oscar. Like Oscar moment. Mm-hmm. And you know what's another injustice? Octavia Spencer should have won the Oscar for Ma. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what works. Like her performance, I don't know. It's like she's winning Oscars for like what Green Book and like all this I other know. dumb shit. But like Ma is really like that's a fun, entertaining movie. That's just like you know it was like it's a good performance and it challenges her in in like different ways. I don't know. I yeah, mean, they don't look at like they only look at one type of performance as like worthy of even considering. Yeah. That's really the truth. Like you said, a comedy is never gonna. Maybe it will, but like comedy has never really broken in. Well, I, yeah, I think Woody Allen won for Annie Hall, right? But like, and that Allen, sucks because I know it's Woody Allen and it's also like, his sure, movies whatever. also have that whole, his movies are kind of, they fall into the genre of what an, you think of when you think of an Oscar movie. Kinda. Yeah. Like the way they're filmed and like yeah, it has that like auteur vibe. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, there's so many better introspective challenging funnier comedies that are never gonna get the the fucking that's true if you're gonna open the door to a comedic movie being considered there are much better than like he makes this he made the same movie every year for like 20 years so saturday night live over the weekend invited tesla ceo elon musk to host a show on may 8th in addition to being the CEO of Tesla, and I guess SpaceX is a different company, I and guess. And the boring company. Uh, yeah. He's <laughs> and three a billionaire. Companies. Right, right. There's yeah. one other. He's just a toxic presence to the public discourse overall. Uh, he has said, specifically regarding COVID, I think it's been some of the worst. He said the coronavirus panic is dumb in like March 2020 when it was really mm-hmm. bad. He promoted the benefits of a uh, hydrochloroquine he activated his millions of followers i hadn't said that word in a long time i forgot how to say it yeah, hydrochloroquine i'm proud of you didn't even stumble I, i'm proud I of had you. To pause. i bet you you can spell okay. it too okay okay <laughs> Wait, I, I cannot I, I okay i'm gonna just have to do it it's hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine <laughs> oh <laughs> billy's like you said it perfectly like oh yeah, no like, someone's no. gonna call her out i just have to, someone's oh, yeah, gonna no. have to well millie don't okay. know what's going on reply guy immediately Someone's going to say something in the DMs. I might mm-hmm. as well just say it now. But you know what? It's That's because true. he called it just chloroquine at the yeah. time. Yes. And activated his millions of followers to demand an end to coronavirus restrictions. This was in like April so 2020. So he open his factory Which was he the did. reason. This was in April yeah. 2020 yeah. where he Terrible. was online saying undermining. I mean, I was going to say undermining public messaging, but like he wasn't the worst person doing that. But this the was president the same. was undermining the yeah. He reopened Jeez. Tesla in May 2020, and 400 people got COVID that worked there in 2020. Um, also, the same month that um, that Elon Musk was doing all this and saying all of this, SNL's longtime beloved music producer Hal Wilner died of COVID. So there's just a lot of questions. People have a lot of questions about why he was invited on, but also more generally, it's just like a weird move for SNL, like to even open the door to this kind of criticism why why do you think they invited him on in the first place like whose idea was this okay i heard i mean i haven't heard this from and like you know i have people i know that work on there but i haven't heard like i've heard this through gossip mm-hmm. channels so who knows but I heard that um, SNL is having a really hard time booking people hmm. because of covid you should go and <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> 
Uh, Lauren, (laughs) I heard that they're having a hard time this season because people don't have as many projects to to promote. Mm. Um, The schedule is very grueling. Like, you know, you're you're you know, as a guest, you're you have to memorize lines. You have to do a lot. So it's just very demanding. So people aren't really willing to say yes to that. if they're not promoting, you know, that's like yeah. a vehicle for promoting something. So I, I've heard that they had a, a hard time and they have to like get local people mm-hmm. to do it, you know, like people local to New York City. So that's just kind of like one thing. Here's um, an idea. They could pay some people. They could they pay. <laughs> they pay them. I, I, I read that they pay $5,000 to the host, which, yeah, which is like what host. <laughs> I feel yeah, like they don't exactly. regularly have hosts that I, need that, but. Yeah. But also, I'm just like, okay, again, I read this online. This is not like official information or whatever. But if you think about $5,000, like that's nothing for like a week's work worth of work. If you're in like film sketches and you're like, you know, I had a friend, you know, a friend told me like, oh, in a week that you don't have any sketches on as a writer, you're working 60 hours a week. If you do have sketches on and you put like one or two sketches up, like you're working over 100, oh 120 God. hours. Yeah. So like if you're starring in that, like who is that work? But if you have a movie that you've been working on and like all this stuff or a new album, you're going to want to do that because it's right. promotion for your thing. So I'm sure also like now award season is over the four year mm-hmm. consideration guests are not as much there. Exactly. I think also like it's not I'm sure their ratings are way down post Trump ratings everywhere are way down post Trump. People haven't really like recalibrated to. I mean, the I, only thing SNL I'm watching is, is yeah. Bravo these days. Exactly. Like, SNL truly. does best when when polit- when like it's a dumpster fire. And it actually very much still is. Everything still is. It just doesn't feel that way because of where we were. But um. Mm. I don't know. Part of me feels like it's it's part of a ratings thing, too, because I don't know. I mean, of all people, that makes a lot of sense. They're having trouble securing guests. So they're just going for the people where money's not a factor. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, know. But my general rule, like I said, again, I'm not saying that we should ignore white South Africans <laughs> as a group, but maybe they're not the first that we should highlight, because especially Elon, who's like, I think that people, again, somehow think that he's a self-made billionaire. Uh-huh. And maybe he got uh-huh. like, and he's he lighting got, up. <laughs> well, here we go. Like, maybe he flipped because I've met a lot of rich people who don't do shit all day. And like, there is something to be said about people who flip their family inheritance into billions or whatever. Fine, I'll give you that, Lena Dunham. But <laughs> I, but... It's also just like his family, which I mean, is a, a lot of rich families in the United or most countries um, is like right. Blood diamonds, blood emeralds, not diamonds, uh, blood emerald money, basically because they enslaved South Africa. <laughs> like they got all this money and then were able to continue to flip and hoard and, and to where he is. And I think the only thing that has made me happy recently is that he left California because of tax issues, right? Or like he was tired of like California for Texas that doesn't take as much taxes out. And then, he doesn't have enough money. 
because he doesn't have enough money. He needs to hoard more. But then like was complaining about, you know, the big blackout in February. And it's like, yeah, like when your taxes don't go to resources, you know, shared yeah. resources. That's what happens. Anyway, sorry. I, that's my little Elon Musk well, rant. Well, I think this would be a good time for me to launch a campaign that I have really been like just in my mind wanting to launch for a long time. But I guess maybe this is the time. And it is the ignore Elon Musk campaign because yes. honestly, like, okay, people, they, they, he, he, Amanda said this, said this this morning, and this is like the perfect reason. Like he is, he has such early two thousands Trump vibes. And yeah. I think that what we've learned by now, looking at the Trump administration and the Biden administration is that flashy stunts and bullshit on Twitter. Like if you're using Twitter to manipulate a stock price, like you have a problem and you should probably not be trusted with mm-hmm. the livelihoods of anybody. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that, so it's just like, he's not the, we should not be paying attention to people who have a character defect. Yes. Like, I don't care Elon if they Musk build does. spaceships. Yeah. Like, like I don't care if you build a spaceship, yeah. like go do that. Like, cool. Steve Jobs yeah. made the iPhone. He was a no- notorious asshole, but yeah. those types of people can't be like allowed to flourish so that they are put into positions of power, which is what my concern is with Elon Musk is that he gets so like glorified and people think he's like so great. He's an asshole. He's a fucking asshole. And someone like that should not be like touted as like this awesome hero. And I think that Mm -hmm. things like like SNL normalize him and Mm -hmm. him seem like, oh, he's like a mainstream fine guy. Like he can go on NBC, like on their, Mm -hmm. you know, their most famous show. Like and it's just. Yeah. Yeah. It's an endorsement of that. It is. It's an endorsement of shitty character. Um. Two things, right? I feel like one is like, uh, well, first thing is his ex-wife, his first wife that had like three kids with him and met him when he was like, before he blew up, um, she wrote a great piece that came out in like 2009 or 2010 about him in Vanity Fair and stuff. And I would read it. It was, it's pretty good. It's pretty like honest and transparent Mm -hmm. of like their relationship. And it does give you more, um, insight into like him being being an asshole and like how he's changed and then two I feel like it goes back into you know not to get too political or socialist but it's just like it goes back to this fundamental idea of like if you're poor you're bad and you're lazy and you're dumb and if you're rich you're a good person you've worked hard and you're smart and the more that we debunk that is like, no, rich people are rich, especially billionaires. At some point, you have to have exploited people mm-hmm. at some point to get money, right? And if you're rich, that does not equate hardworking. That means someone in your family line exploited people. Or somebody did make great right decisions but like you're in a position to make right decisions and stuff and like you have to have poor people for people to be rich but i think when people villainize the poor or see themselves as like closer to an elon musk like an aspirational like oh if i work this hard or if i do this like you know then yeah and and it's not true like you're closer to being poor yeah you know most people are closer like one emergency will knock you off Mm -hmm. and i mean that's like why government protections you know, that's kind of like, that's the Republican, it's like, it's like all these things, right, that like are rooted into this idea of like, if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're, if you, if you understand that you're closer to poor, than you are to rich, then like, 
you'll be more for like government protections and like all that stuff. But if you are viewing yourself closer to rich than poor, then you're like, no bootstraps, blah, 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 bullshit. You know? And I think that this is a, in, in, you know, pushing that along and normalizing it and all that stuff. So I think people just do not acknowledge mm-hmm. the amount that like luck plays mm-hmm. that like you can get, like you can work really hard, but Ultimately, there's there is like a large portion of this that is just like fucking luck. Like it's the luck of the draw. Do you get an opportunity that you just someone like even if I'm I'm saying like even if you started out just sort of like not wealthy, even to get there, like you happen to get an opportunity. You happen to like have a certain break that then led you to another break. Most people do not start. Most people who become successful get successful because they were in the right place at the right time. And they worked hard, but like people who start when you start with money, those are the only people who, like you have to start with a lot of money to not be closer to being poor. Yeah. And I yeah, think the you problem, start on third base. Yeah. yeah, totally. And the problem with, with people not processing that or comprehending that is that it means like with someone like Elon Musk, like all of his just frankly, like offensive personality traits get mm-hmm. tied to his wealth as, as if they are positive and contribute mm-hmm. to it. I think of like, Joe Rogan. And like, I know it's like a very, it's like a white male hobby, like the same way Mm -hmm. that like women are obsessed with like some, some of us with our appearance and we're our body image. And that's been like an obsession and diet culture and even wellness at this point. I feel like for a lot of men, it's like the four hour work week, how to get ripped, how to be super productive, wake up at 4am, how to never like eat two times a week. And it's because of these, these like billionaire types that have these sort of eccentric uh, personality traits that get Back associated Dorsey. with, yeah, with their success. And it's like, Elon Musk isn't successful because he's an asshole. He's successful because he started out on third base. You don't have to be like, it's just so wild That's also to me why to watch he's an asshole. Yeah, defiance and like antagonism be considered positive personality traits and get rewarded for terrible men when women mm-hmm. get like, this is an extreme, but get like murdered and prosecuted for it. Mm-hmm. Nobody could ever behave like Elon Musk. There's also a tie-in, I think, like with certain like religions, like in religious beliefs, there's like the idea of like the gospel of of wealth and that like mm. if you are if you are wealthy, it means you deserve to be wealthy. And if you are wealthy, that right. is like God blessing you. And so whereas like Jesus was like <laughs> that was not what Jesus was about, yeah. that is what a lot of like I think Christianity has sort of evolved into, especially in like e- certain evangelical spaces, that it's like and therefore, it makes it easier for those leaders to like exploit exploit the community because the community believes that it, this is kind of what's going on with I think like a Mary Cosby yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Yes, on. yes. Time <laughs> yeah. back to Mary Cosby. Yeah, I was waiting for it. Yeah, like I was they, waiting for yeah. it. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do Elon Musk and Mary Cosby have? Recovered? Yeah, it's yeah. like they it's like the they convince the people in their communities that that you are more worthy if you're wealthy so that they should give their wealth mm-hmm. to them. And they should yeah. be able to hold on to it without government interfering because they knew what's best. Yeah. And, and God and all this. And God gave it to them <laughs> because they know. Well, yeah. And, and just to like tie like religion. And then also like, as we were saying, I feel like a lot of masculinity is tied to finan- financial stuff yes. and like yes. whatever it's like, kind of for the wrong reasons, but like being a provider and like, oh, you're not a man if you don't have money and all this stuff that just like doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. that we're working to debunk and, and all that stuff. And like 
because when we debunk or when we call out, you know, it's not to, it's not to be, I, I just like calling out that. Yeah. Like Elon Musk has family money or this and that, or like mm-hmm. he shouldn't be, it's because, you know, you shouldn't exploit work. Like it's and important. just repeating, like if you have a billion, like, I think finally it's caught on the past year, like having a billion dollars is unethical. You're, you have a psychological problem. If you have a billion dollars and you're not willing to part with it, like literally yeah. Mackenzie Bezos is like, yeah, Mackenzie Bezos is getting accident. Not she's getting purposely scammed because she's so nice because Mackenzie Bezos has given away more money than anyone in history ever. And mm-hmm. she's so like generous that she will literally like write personal emails to companies trying to find out how she can help them. And now people have figured that out and it's very easy to scam them because she, people have been like, Oh, that's not right. Mackenzie Bezos wouldn't just email me, but she actually does. So now there's this whole scamming thing. I just thought that was very interesting how like with women and billions, it's like, of course that's the scam. So that's the scandal is that she was too generous. And now it's a problem where Elon Musk is like this, I don't know. I feel like SNL, what are the odds that he could maybe not appear? I, I, I'm actually surprised. I feel like this blowback has not been as harsh and sustained as I would have suspected. I think he's going to appear. He might do some stupid stunt and then prove all of us right. Yeah, I um, hope so. He will do it because we are always right. So <laughs> <laughs> he can't help it. That's like, that's part of it. Like he can't help it. That's why he's said such fucking obnoxious shit before. That's like, yeah, he can't it's not himself. even just obnoxious. It is dangerous. And I don't know why I can't bring myself to be like, you're actually a danger. You're a danger, Elon. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's de- 400 people got COVID like, and he doesn't mm-hmm. care. Like that's no, also why COVID is not a big deal to him. Because when you have billions of dollars, the effects of COVID don't matter. There was they a fatal don't. crash involving a, a Tesla that he refuses to, to acknowledge had anything to do with the car like they were in the car but he's like i don't know i can't explain it but there was absolutely and he could be right but but the way he was saying it was just that there was was like there wasn't in a tesla sir they were in a tesla do you remember when um he was like he came out with his like indestructible car and was like it's indestructible you cannot do anything to it and someone threw a brick at it and it like (laughs) do you remember that like yes how how does that not destroy his credibility because if a female founder did that it would be the, the only thing anyone ever remembered about them. And, and every other female would founder. Be over. Yeah, it yeah. would impact he's all not, of everybody. Yeah, well, he's not a scientist. That's also the <laughs> fucking big thing is like people think he's actually in the lab inventing all this no. shit. No, no, he's fucking investing in stuff and he doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's a, a regular CEO wouldn't a, a regular CEO, like even though they make a lot of money, they don't make enough money to just make claims that can't be backed up. But because he has billions of dollars, he can say whatever the fuck he wants. And even if the stock prices go up and down and people have to get laid off or whatever, it doesn't matter because he still is going to have money. So he can say dumb shit like this car's indestructible or like, I don't know how the science works because he doesn't because he's not a scientist. He's just somebody who fucking flipped blood emerald money into billions of dollars he's not and like anybody can right if you have all this money to burn you can make riskier decisions and then some of them are high risk high reward and that's how he is today so emerald uh, elon exactly. that's what we're gonna call him here from now yeah. on emerald, emerald elon emerald, emerald elon. elon perfect until the end of mediocre people terrorizing our democracy and emotional health i am amanda duberman I'm Billy Tamaris. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Bed to Sub Podcast. 
The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.